What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is Hello and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. Truth. Have you guys ever seen that movie with uh, Sylvester Stallone, Cliffhanger? Like, you remember the poster yeah. where he's like hanging on and he's... That was a, that was a great... Sean did that to us last episode. We were, we left on a cliffhanger. Yeah. We were talking about Hobby Lobby, and you were going to share this amazing story, and I cut you off. Mm-hmm. There was a seven, $77.77. Yeah. That's right. Well, can, you, can you continue that for, sure. our, for our <clears throat> listeners and viewers? For sure. So uh, a girl that's a uh, uh, friends with my 19-year-old, she works at Hobby Lobby in Longview. And... Um, the first, uh, so she's checking this lady out, and uh, her total was seven, $77.77. So um, she was like, oh, wow, you know, lucky number and this and that. And uh, and then the lady, she was like, yep, uh, that's God's number. It's your lucky number, you know, and uh, that that's awesome. Next in line, um, <clears throat> lady was like, um, she kind of heard what was going on. She rung her up, and it was... Uh, Seventy-seven dollars and seven cents on 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 the second second one around. Long story short, third number was uh, seventy-seven dollars. Uh, third person in line, right? Third person back, seventy-seven dollars even. And then she said, "God is trying to tell me something." Oh no, the third lady was like, "Hey, God must be trying to tell you something. Are you paying attention?" And mm. she, the girl, and working the girl the working the checkout, she audibly. She says she audibly heard a uh, fourth person in lines coming up, and she audibly heard God tell her to tell the, gr- the, the next lady in line, tell her that I love her. Tell her that I love her. And she, and she was like is, this, like, is this really happening? Like, what the heck? And <laughs> she, she, um, she said, ma'am, I got a crazy question for you. Do you believe in God? <laughs> And she said, why are you asking me this? She said, uh, she was like, I don't know what's going on, but God told me to tell you that he loves you. (laughs) And the girl just freaking drops to her knees and starts bawling on the floor. Oh, my goodness. And uh, and she runs around and she's like, you know, uh, are you okay? Are you okay? She was like, I've been asking God for like a sign. And Mm. uh, anyway, she was just like, totally emotional so she's writing this story and sharing it on social media last night and i was reading the story and i was like wow that is crazy so her comments were just blowing up and uh anyway um Mm. i thought you can't just you can't make something up like that right no i mean it was i mean if you if you look at the odds what are the odds of that that they're astronomical. It's, in, it's impossible. It's, astronomical. it's like it's probably <clears throat> it's pro- hitting the lottery. Yeah, would probably be more likely. Man, so she awesome feels story. this like God's trying to work, and she's like, "No, I don't. Are yeah. you sure? Yeah. I mean, like it, she's like, I'm I'm a conduit here for for yep. God, mm-hmm. and she, you know, and you know, it's it's interesting. Okay, conduit. Mm-hmm. Conduit does not typically move. No, it's still. That's correct. It's what's inside the conduit. Yep, and it's connecting from one end to the other. Mm-hmm. So, 
kind of parlaying into what we were already talking about, can are we looking to be conduits for where God's already working? I think I've lived most of my believing life as thinking it was my job to go out and work for God. Mm. Well, you mentioned something in the last podcast was like he doesn't like he doesn't need us. No, I mean, and, think and it, we think like no matter how many times we've read it in the Bible or understand it that works don't get you to heaven. We're men. And like sometimes, a lot of times, we naturally slip back into that. God, what can I? Hey, hey, what can I do for you today? Yes, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, as I right. got this list of stuff that I think I, I think you'd probably be pretty cool with. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll do I'll do these things, and then I'll honor you through them. It's 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 funny, you know. I mean, first of all, whenever we are filled with the Spirit and we accept Christ, and He begins the the refinement process in our lives. Serving is our desire. You know, it's, it's, it's something that comes with the Spirit entering us. It's, yeah. it's something, I mean, we, we, we do desire to serve God. Uh, the problem is, is what you're talking about is we almost manipulate those service, acts mm-hmm. of service to maybe things that we want to do or things that... Uh, fit our mind of how we desire to serve, and that's not how God calls us to yeah, serve. The, the service should be an overflow of our heart, right? That's right. And sometimes we get that we get that backwards. And as easy as that is to say, yeah, it's uh, sometimes not as easy to well, do. I was I was reading actually in this book and had no desire, or I wasn't planning to talk about it, but I was reading last night, and um, it's it's a book called Spiritual Disciplines of the Bible, and it and it's strictly. Uh, or spiritual disciplines of the Christian life. And uh, there's, you know, it talks about all the different types of spiritual disciplines that we should practice, you know, if we're Christians. And he had asked uh, this one guy that was in, like, Africa who was serving missions with his wife in, like, the remote parts of Africa. And he asked the guy, like, he was all dirty and this uh, author asked him he's like do you truly love this and he's like no he was like why would I love getting you know crawling through a hole that a goat won't even go through to get into a hut where people uh you know a a uh, medicine lady is cursing me and telling me that uh, she's p- putting spells on me in her own religion to to keep me away, and you know we're persecuted, and we you know no I don't I don't I don't love this yeah but you know but this is what God has called me to do, and who am I to question the calling for my life? He was like he was like there are moments where you know, yes, I do love, you know, what I'm doing here, but it was like, this isn't one of those moments, you know, (laughs) I'm in a moment now where I I feel like that, you know, I don't love it, but I think it just goes to show this guy's heart, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that his desire isn't to just go and serve in a way that he wants to serve. It's, he's going to go do what God calls him to do, which I thought that was pretty neat, pretty neat illustration. That's good. Yeah, it's good. We we don't have to to be fulfilled. 
doesn't have to be fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and a lot of times they may not coincide. I think that was exactly the point. Yeah. You know, is it, it, you don't have to be having fun. You might actually be doing some serious hard labor. Yeah. In the midst of that, that's tough. Yeah. But you're fulfilling the role that God had put you in in that moment. Most of the time when, like, you the, the greatest impact that we can have on others uh, for Christ and his kingdom is when we give the most of ourselves. When we are completely selfless, mm-hmm. which I believe the Bible talks about <clears throat> dying to the flesh, yeah. letting the flesh die. And I, I'm convinced that for men, I'm only speaking for men, the number one thing, root thing for most is the perception of control. It, it marinates, works through, permeates through all kinds of other na- avenues, but I, have, I am convinced in all my conversations that the need for control is the place that the devil loves to dwell. Because it, I cannot be in control and die to my human flesh. We get stuck there. Yeah. We, yeah, get we stuck may go there. back and forth and give a little bit, but we don't ever complete. But then I go back to the Bible and I read about Moses and I read about, you I mean, almost all the characters that we grew up learning about, they struggled with dying to the flesh. Mm-hmm. And the minute Adam and Eve ate that piece of fruit, we were no longer promised that that wouldn't be the case. So embracing the fact that us four are eternally well ought to also correlate with the fact that we may not ever be well on this earth. Yeah. Which is hard to think about. It is. (laughs) Yeah. Because the selfishness starts coming back up. What are you going to have me do, God, that makes me feel uncomfortable? Uh Yeah. I don't know if it's like, like for me, sometimes it's, uh, you know, control and pride will coincide. And like, because of the con- the pride, I think I know better and I do it my way. Like those, those two mm-hmm. things kind of go hand in hand. But being, you know, I don't know, like for me, if it's so much about being uncomfortable, but it's about like do, maybe doing something that I really don't want to do. Mm, okay. Like, Still well, control though, right? That, that may be uncom- uncomfortable. Is yeah. doing yeah, something don't you know. don't want to do. Maybe. Maybe I, think I don't. I don't look at myself like me personally. I don't look at myself as like not wanting to get outside the box for God and like do random things mm-hmm. and like be in His will. I just may rem- not fit into my time schedule. I can you remember know, that, one uh, time. T- um, speak, you know, whenever you said doing something that maybe you don't want to do, um, and uh, I can remember one time, you know, like I'm always trying to look for ways to to serve and help, mm-hmm. right? I remember one time I'd just gotten a uh, a brand new F-250, you know. I mean, brand spanking new, like two days old. And uh, our uh, the, the pastor at Emmanuel uh, said something about looking for a truck and trailer and, and uh, you know, we got to move to New Orleans and do all this and uh, we need help. Mm-hmm. And I immediately knew that I was supposed to call yeah. and give him – my brand new truck you know? <laughs> <laughs> and and trailer. And I was like, Oh no, man, I can't do that. Brand new. Like, let me get the scratch yeah, on it. Yeah. And, uh, I did. Yeah. Okay. You know? Good. And, uh, anyway, and then he, you know, he posted, you know, on social media the next day, 
thank you, Sean Baker, for this <laughs> this rig, you know, and all this. And and I was like, man, that was what I was supposed to do. Thank yeah. you, Jesus, for giving me the the letting go of this stupid material thing that means nothing. Okay, yeah. it means it it it's just a thing, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. nothing. It's gonna go back to ashes one day, you know. So anyway, I was really happy I did that. So that, that's kind of an example yeah. of hey, I don't I don't want to give up, you know, my my material possession that I think is valuable, you know, that is really irrelevant in the big scheme of things. And, and like regardless of how that's viewed, whether you look at that as a little thing or a big thing, it is the little things and the little decisions of following God that add up to the big things. Yeah. So that may have been a bigger thing at that time, right, where now you would be like, yeah, no problem here, take the truck. And, right. and now it's like, you know, we're, we're on to – glorifying him in, in bigger ways. That's right. I think yeah. just getting back to kind of the original premise, you know, of our talk, it's like being able to recognize those and being in moments in your walk where you're where you're recognizing them all the time. Mm-hmm. You're all you're always doing what that pastor encouraged, you know, his congregation to do. And that's you're you're not you're not going anywhere, not being open to what God's got for you in that, in that moment and in that day. And our, all four of our issues and things that we struggle with is getting distracted by business, by family, by business, by business, you know, we, you know, and, and, uh, you know, taking the next step, looking to the future, looking to the future. I get so lost in distraction in looking to the future. And it's like, why can't you take it one day at a time, Obi? Like, Mm. why can't you slow down enough to cherish this day? These are the questions that you're asking yourself daily, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Why why can't you slow down enough to cherish this moment? This might be the last moment that you have with your family. You might Mm. not wake up tomorrow, but yet you're so focused on what you're going to accomplish or what you're planning to do in the coming days or in the coming weeks or next year, or you're making these plans for 10 years ahead of time. You know, it's like, what are you doing, man? You're missing everything in this moment. (laughs) You know, and, and I, and I've been there here lately. It's like, why am I so distracted by tomorrow Mm. when I might not even get there? You know? <laughs> I dude, I know. Oh my gosh. We're gonna end right there. Thanks yeah. for joining us today. We might talk about that on the next episode of just being distracted and, and so focused on what's coming up and we can't even pay attention to what's now and what God has for <clears throat> us now. What what does God have for you now? Be where your feet are today. See the people around you, uh, love on people, show them, share share the light of Christ that, that may be the only light they see today. That's your opportunity to uh, be a witness to your people for Jesus. You may be the only one who can do that. Go kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.